Okay, so greetings everybody. I'm here today again with Gentle Rain, Robert Ewell, uh, Sangoma from South Africa. He's living here in McGregor in the Little Karoo in a beautiful village um, uh, for the crowning series. Welcome, Mkulu. Margaret, so welcome. Much. Thank I'm you. Looking forward to our conversation today. I've we've had a little pre-chat and um, you said to me that you you are just coming out of Omicron. So I'm interested in your observations and um, yeah, what are you getting? What are you getting from this experience? Yeah. So it was a it was a very interesting experience. Experience. It's like um, a mini dark night of the soul. And I think, you know, with, with a lot of the, um, the things that we're seeing now, you know, if you, if you look at these things psychically, um, uh, I've noticed that a lot of people carry baggage. But particularly when they come down and get sick with these things. And so a lot of the um, awareness seems to be pushed into the back area. So it's all our past stuff, you know, all the stuff that we've kind of turned our backs on, you know, <laughs> all of those little things and niggly stuff. Am I good enough? Am I doing the right thing, am I, you know, is it worth of a it? healer? <laughs> is it worth it? What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. Yes. And so <laughs> I got, I am, yeah, I got, I got nailed between the eyes with the, what's the point? Um, what, you know, why am I doing this? What do I need to do this for? There's no point. Um, and just feeling the um, the absolute smallness of myself in this vast, mass, dense, huge universe. And, you know, I'm little old me and, you know, there's bigger things than me and there's, and, and all of those things. And I allowed all of that stuff to overwhelm me, I guess, because Yes, there's, you know, it's a beautiful, huge universe, and we're a tiny little cog in that, that story. But, you know, the, we're a cog that's really, really important. Mm. Um, you know, mm. because without our particular story, um, there's a different tune that comes out. And so, our tuning is important to the resonance of the universal song. Yeah, boom. We agree. <clears throat> so it, I had to keep reminding myself that, that, that I am where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing what I need to do. And I just need to put one foot in front of the other and do my best and just bring peace to myself and everybody else around me. Um, you know, that didn't always work. Uh, I found that there were a lot of extreme emotions that came up with this whole thing, you know, because the fear was being pushed. The fear response led to the anger and, you know, the itchiness 
And also it's 40 degrees out here at the moment. Um, so that didn't help. You know, when you're kind of a bit dermakai with the with a bit of a fever and you know, like things are not working, um, you know, and it's hot and you haven't been able to sleep properly, you get a bit cranky. <laughs> so all of those things, it was like a perfect storm for, for all of my defects of character to come out. Um, but you know, the, the, the beautiful thing was that I saw it all. Um, I had the presence of mind to just sit every day, um, you know, in meditation or in ceremony or whatever it was, and just reflect at that and look at it and go, okay, so I didn't do so well on the, the anger score. I didn't do so well on this. I didn't do well, you know, next time, maybe I Maybe it will be different. Um, so I kept trying to um, do the next right thing. It doesn't always work. Yeah. <laughs> things. But I, I really got it. I really got what people were saying to me when, um, when they came to me for uh, a session or, or whatever, you know, there was all, all this... Um, anger and the broken nadis and the energy lines that were just out of kilter and um, you know people sitting up here rather than sitting here oh, cool. or um, I've seen people actually dragging themselves by their feet so they were so um, beaten out of themselves they were they were dragging their awareness behind them like a cart you know um so i got what that felt like you know um so i've got like a, a couple of things i want to reflect on from what you're saying which yeah. you're speaking to because my partner just also had omnicron and so and it's interesting because we've noticed in in our friends community mostly it's it's only been the men who've been getting omnicron the like i slept next to him and was intimate and whatever you know through throughout and didn't get it um you know but he got it the other guy got it you know like so it's it's interesting it seems to be and then some of the women who we know who got omnicron are women who are more connected with their kind of masculine than their feminine, which was interesting. But anyway, that's that's an aside. The something that came up for me when you were talking again about, you know, that baggage from the past, right? Because I also know through my work with, with the biofields that um, we receive through the back of our chakras. And the front is the giving place. So all of that baggage, which is the past, right? Is the past. It is behind us. It is the past. What it's mm. doing is it's creating like a filter through which we are receiving. So what what I keep getting and what the mountains have been telling me and you know, like is it's time to unplug from time it's time to unplug from the past to totally pull up our roots from the past 
and and unplug from time and like stop the clock <laughs> you know stop the drive of the clock that has been going round and round and round and round and round for thousands of years so like just literally yeah. un like that backpack take it off because it's it's filtering what we're receiving it's filtering everything what's our past filters everything that we receive like very physically in our metaphysical in our biofield it filters into our system what we receive so it's and it's, that's a big thing unplugging hey yeah and he also had all of that the depression which he doesn't have depression generally and and this like what's the point of anything and so this <laughs> opportunity to really like okay so what is the point you know what is the value of humanity like what is it go deeper into that it's quite a profound omnicron i've been i didn't actually know that it's spelt o-m-m -M. i thought it was o-m-n-i and it stood for omnis omnipotent on omnip omnip what's how do you say it omniscient um, omniscient yes omniscient corona <laughs> that's what that's what that's what i've been calling it <laughs> it's like yeah and it does it it opens up the whole crown doesn't it and to get it through then you have to take it through through your heart and and that's where the baggage of the past and through the throat really can 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 mess with what you're receiving hey well, I mean, if we if we start talking about um, receiving stuff and and things coming from your crown down, you know, when when things are being manifested through, mm. um, it kind of makes sense that your your baggage is getting pushed out your back, or you know, you are receiving all of this baggage because it's um, it's like a filtering process, right? So you you kind of um, you're talking ascension stuff here. Yeah. That's what we're talking. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not actually spiritual bypassing, because no. you have to do the work of of clearing the baggage, you know, in from from biofield studies, what I've learned is that, you know, the the way that the chakras, I'm sure you know this as well, the the crown and the base receive on the horizontal, I mean, on the vertical axis. They yes, on the vertical axis, but all the others receive on the horizontal axis yeah. and and they receive in the back and they give out the front where. But but at the moment, what's happening, because we are crowning. It's just the whole planet is crowning now, is that there's a huge amount of more light, light. Um, information light frequency information coming in through the crown than than there was previously which is why i find it helpful to root the crown into the higher heart at the back so that it's yeah. open mm. from a more grounded place and and the crown washes our throat to assist us with what we project with our voices which are of course so powerful but like, yeah, the, 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 on the horizontal axis, which also I think speaks more to time, to, to kind of the clock time, you know, the turning of the planet, daily life, 
the clock time um receiving from the back and then that's where the past is and that's where all the baggage is so yeah it it makes so much sense that omnicron is bringing this like anger and this frustration and this like wow what is this world you know like there's no point <laughs> i'm just wasting my time <laughs> humanity's buggered you know like um, <laughs> the whole system is just you know there's no no turning back no 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 coming home from this but um you know it makes sense yeah, to yeah. it's really interesting you know this whole this whole shift that's that humanity is going through at the moment and we've got this um big thing that's happening which is forcing us to deal with our own mortality to deal with our place in the universe um even if even if you're not spiritually connected or you don't believe in that stuff and you come from a pure scientific background you still have to look at your stuff it's like this thing has taken the bases away and and said right we're all equal you know it's gone back to with us we're all equal we're in the same pond together we're all sitting in the same soup and this soup is saying hey check your stuff out what's going on why are you guys angry what's going on with your your greed what's going on with your baser instincts how's your heart how's your connection to people you know in what way do you love things what and people yeah you know so this is all kind of like all the the really important aspects of all of these planes you know mm. so as the manifestation comes down and we start dealing with um our voice in the world and then we start dealing with our connection to our fellow beings in the heart space you know our forest and then we start looking at our own stuff you know and who we are and what we're doing and then our base instincts with survival you know I'm, am i going to survive this thing am i going to you know is this it and if this is it then what's next <laughs> is there next you know so it's just like all of this amazing stuff that's happening to humanity um and so i get it that there's a lot of fear now because a lot of that stuff is really scary and a lot of people are not oh hello a lot of people are not ready for it yeah yeah you know they're not yeah. they don't want to deal with this kind of stuff because it's big and scary and sometimes it's overwhelming and too much so it's easier to be angry and it's easy to shield and it's easier to get depressed and you know and stay depressed so to come to all of those things that that um we are being taught through these light frequencies that are coming through um so believe what the voices in in our psyche are telling us you know those negative bits that are saying hey you're useless and you're no good and you know because it's it, it's kind of easier in a way to to believe those things because it's an outside force it's something that's telling you it's not coming from the inside where you having to forge your own way you know which is a little bit more difficult 
you know, you being some being closed on you. Yeah, my kids agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think part of where it comes from the outside, and and we can say, well, maybe it's from the outside and the inside. Um, yeah. Is, you know, in in our ancestral experiences, you know, and in the experiences of our ancestors of life and what it means to, for example, be good enough to be acceptable member of society, to be an upstanding woman or man, you know, like what it means, what what you're supposed to do, you know, or how you're supposed to behave or um yeah. you know we we have got baggage from there too we do have we inherit baggage from there too and it's also not necessary to continue carrying it and it does take work to transmute the dna um i'm interested in how you in this last few weeks that you've been together with Omnicron, um, how have you done transmutation? What have you done to turn that poison into nectar? The stuff that's coming from the outside, because always the stuff that comes from the outside also meets with what's inside us from yes. our childhoods, from our, what we've inherited, from also the other experiences of our soul, which we often remember and don't realize, you know, um, how did, what did you work with? Have you got some techniques or technologies to do that transmutation process? Well, you know, um, I tried a lot of stuff and the, um, so I did a little bit of alchemies with, with medicines. So I got, I mixed some medicines up, um, you know, I did, um, pipe ceremonies. Um, I did all sorts of things to, to try and, um, you know, just connect with, um, with what's going on and just to find a sense of peace, I guess. With, within myself and with everybody else. And I realized that um, I needed to let all of that stuff go. Um, so that was inherently almost like a selfish response. And I needed to just let go and just see that there are things bigger than me and that's okay. So I found that what worked the best was um, just bringing healing compassion to, to other people and to people around me and just feeling, feeling what I was feeling and then just looking around and, and experiencing what other people feel as well and, and bringing peace and blessings to those people who were feeling what I was feeling. So it's the Buddhist Tonglin um, meditation. Um, so you, you experience something and then you look outside of yourself and you see who's experiencing that same thing. And you bring blessings to them as well as bringing blessings to yourself. 
And that seemed to work really, really well because it kind of got me out of myself and it, it got me to realize that other people are experiencing the same thing as well. And it's not, it's not a huge, dire, terrible thing. Uh, that it's actually a really important, beautiful blessing that's, that we all need to receive. Um, now, I guess part of it is, part of it seems to be, <laughs> part yeah, of it seems to be, crazy. yeah, they're going wild in the background there. <laughs> part <laughs> of it seems to be speaking to the attainment of compassion. Hey, like practicing yeah. of the mastery of compassion, living it. Yes. Because the alternative yeah. is just really shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and the other part seems to be quite connected with the, the piece around accepting death. Um, accepting the death of everything. Accepting yeah. like letting go of holding on yeah. <laughs> letting go of holding on you know um which is both of those things are quite interesting you know somebody yeah. said to me a few days ago and i said huh <laughs> but they said to me the the measure of how free a person is i'm interested in, in also your comeback at this too the measure of how free a person is is how able they are to die and not leave any major responsibilities undone. <laughs> That's the measure of how free a person is. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, how much responsibility do we leave, actually? You know? Yeah, I guess, I guess the thing, the question is, you know, have you got, have you got your life um, in such a way that, that there is peace when, when everything happens, you know, there's a sense of calmness, there's a sense of just being there, just allowing the process. Can I go and see what these guys are up to? Because they... Yeah. Okay. okay. So, sorry, one second. Right. Is everything all right outside? Perfect. So, we were talking about fear, you know? Their fear response is when, when they are left alone, when I'm up here and their mom's out is to get freaked out by, by something. <clears throat> and then they go and they go and they go. And that's kind of what we do, you know? We do the same thing. We, we're always on the edge looking for something to go wrong. And I think... Um, you know, that, that was one of the processes that, that, that I also noticed, was that um, there was this anticipation for things to go wrong. Like, is it going to get worse? Am I going to die? And 
I met up with someone um, who, you know, who said that this thing was amazing for her because she sorted out um, her fear of death, fear of dying, because she, she got quite sick. And she lay there thinking, is this it? You know, and if this is it, am I ready? Have I prepared? Have I got enough? Have I done everything that I need to do? Is there any unfinished business that I need to take care of? So she worked through all of this stuff. Um, and she worked through a lot of her regrets. And she went through this whole process for, for days, thinking, oh my God, this is it. Oh my God, this is it. And at the end of it, she came out and she said, you know, to us, like, oh my God, if, if I could do that again, it would be amazing because I sorted so much stuff out. And she was like 150 times lighter than she had ever been before. You could visibly see her glowing because there wasn't that fear anymore. There wasn't this niggling, oh my God, you know? And yeah, so I, th I think um, for me too, um, like not on a, on an amazing scale like that, but I did have to face my mortality. Um, you know, think, I started thinking, okay, well, I'm coming down with symptoms, you know, is this it? Um, you know, and have I got my stuff in order? You know, <laughs> is my feather gonna be heavy or light? You know, is there guilt? Is there a conscience that, I, that needs to be appeased here? Um, so it was a very interesting process. And I think um, if, we could, if we could do that more often, if we could look at our lives daily, you know, as the sun goes down with that many death, you know, when we die every day, think, you know, is this it? If it is, you know, have, am I ready? What is the feather going to weigh? Is it going to be heavier or lighter than my thought? Yeah. So what is it that I need to work through? Is there any guilt and, and, and how can I deal with that? Well, That's amazing. Um, that also feels like the, the first thing that you said about the most useful kind of technique that you used to help yourself navigate was helping others. So really opening up your heart of compassion and giving. Yeah. And then now what you've just said, it says to me, okay, it sounds like also a very useful thing to do would be to, even though we kind of know that Omni Omnicron isn't a killer. We know that. Um, it's, it's interesting to me how much fear is going around, even though it's not. But um, to, to use the opportunity to, rather than 
looking outward at the world only to do what that woman did and and look in at at our own worlds and see okay you know as you say like how's the feather weighing like to use the opportunity because from my, what I witnessed when, you know, it was in, in the house with me <clears throat> is that the, the, the weight of the, the black cloud, you know, like the, 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 the anger, the despair, the hopelessness, you know, the, it's, it's massive. It's a, a huge opportunity to um, really in, in, investigate um and contemplate one's own as you said one's own mortality which which i wouldn't naturally think of because i know it's not a killer so i'm like okay if if i get or i mean now i will probably if i get omnicron then i'll go through it differently after this conversation but um previously i, I don't think i would have thought that i'm going to die <laughs> so i might just focus all of my awareness outwards at the at the greater picture and the politics of the world and and all that stuff which is essentially other people's stuff I, you know like i can do my bit but i can't necessarily change i don't know i can't necessarily change everything you know <laughs> miracles happen but you know like <laughs> yeah yeah, so that's that's really useful. That's a really useful piece that as well. Hey, like to consciously go into that. It's like I've heard about people going to India, for example, to do like death retreats, where yeah. they meditate on their death and and make their bucket lists and really contemplate all of their relationships and what is it you know who am i in all of this actually and and who am i being how am i living yeah hmm. great thank you for that you know the the biggest thing that um we in the west don't talk about is death and the death process i think that is the biggest fear for everybody am i going to suffer and is there anything afterwards? Um, and oh yes, and also all of the regrets. I didn't get to do this, I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to do this, I didn't get to do that. And yeah, so, so all of that stuff comes flying at you at a million miles an hour and you've just got to navigate that. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, eventually, you're going to have to navigate that, you know? And so we in the West are not really taught how to deal with that. Um, there's an amazing uh, initiative going on at the moment. Um, it was started years ago, actually, um, where people talk about death. Um, they're called death cafes, you know? Um, so you can find them on the internet and everywhere. Um, so people are now taking um, other lineages and, and wisdoms from, from other places and applying it to, um, to their lives and using those tools to try and help them navigate 
the scary stuff, you know. Um, and it just starts from talking about it, talking about death. You know, there's, there's always been a stigma around it. Mm. And it's one of the most natural, beautiful processes, <laughs> yeah. you know. But sometimes it's not beautiful. Sometimes it's really ugly. Um, but it's still a natural process, however it happens, you know. There's, there's a very biological thing that happens. And then there's a very spiritual thing that happens as a result. And there's a lot of fear around us. And there's a lot of shrouding and a lot of talking about the big D and the big C and, oh my God, we don't talk about that. And, you know, what? when actually we should be normalizing that kind of stuff, you know, yes. really. What's the big C? Oh, cancer. Oh, cancer. Yes. You know, and, and that was code for, okay, we don't want to talk about that. That's something that we don't talk about. You know, giving it a capital letter. We don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to kind of tame it normalize it but sanitize it and keep it away yeah you know just the kids might hear kind of thing you know when actually you know we need to talk about these kinds of things we need to open up and share like what are your insecurities about dying you know what is it that you um would regret what would you miss um what are your fears about the afterlife you know do you think that there is an afterlife or not and you know if there is what is your idea of it because those things are important um it helps with your sense of self and your sense of your place in the world um and if we talk about the thing that's the biggest fear then the other smaller fears then have a voice too you know it's like it's like an end cap of a tube where there's a blockage and then there's a backup of other things that need to be spoken about but we don't want to speak about those things because there's an end cap you know we don't talk about those things in polite society or whatever you know take the end cap off empty it out have a look throw it all over the table piece through it go through it look at it say wow that's interesting i didn't know it was shaped like that you know hmm. <laughs> i really love the idea of death death cafes i think that there's there's a few other things that it would be good for there to be cafes of to talk about them as well <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, um, the um, there have been cafes throughout history. Um, French politics was all running um, in cafe. Yeah. <laughs> where where philosophers debated the divinity of of the king, you know. Um, so there's always been these underground cafes where they. Whether they talk politics, they talk 
um, philosophy of the politics actually. So it's, it's always been taken over by a political thought. Mm. There haven't really been um, spiritual cafes, you know, where we talk about like these crises that we are dealing with. Mm. You know, these questions that, we, that we're speaking through now, um, these conversations are, are really important for society, you know? It helps us grow, I think. Yeah, yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now I've got another question. Um, it might seem a little edge, but I'm curious to know what you may, or if you have, if you have, I'm curious to know what you have received from your team, ne? from your team, from your inquiry, not just inside the Corona experience yourself, but inside the greater Corona experience that's been going on now for a couple of years, right? What have you received um, as far as the what and the why? of this experience that we are having as a global being. And, and I can say as a global being, including all that is here, all of us here. Yeah. And, um, and then fine tuning slightly into the human involvement in it, meaning speaking to the, you know, there are, there are, there, there's, there are indicators that potentially the virus was partially human inspired or created. Um, be it yes or no is beside the point, but there, there's that, okay? And then there's of course the vaccine, um, which is human humanity playing a role in something that for me is all part of the natural process that we're going through. But um, I'm interested in if you've got any kind of um, specific what, why that come through to you over this last two years, you know, and maybe it's refined and refined again. And um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe your team hasn't so much spoken to you about, about that stuff, but I'm curious. And I keep asking my body, and if I must ask you this, and my body says yes, so no. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, um, so initially, I was, I was very curious, and I kept asking, you know, what, what is this? What is going on? Why are we experiencing this? Um, you know, what is the spiritual significance of, of this whole, whole pandemic? Is it necessary? Um, why do we need to suffer like this? And, you know, they listened to me for a bit, my team, and they were obliging and they were like, yeah, okay. You know, this, the, the reason why is because, um, Partly because it's a biological response to 
um, what's happening around us. Um, it's also part of uh, the evolution of the species, spiritually speaking. Fine tune, fine tune a biological response a little bit more, um, like to what's happening around us, um, for example. So, yeah, so if they, there's cause and effect. Um, so people are, people are getting sick. Um, and then they're passing it on and passing it on and passing it on and passing it on. And it is, it's something that naturally happens on this planet. You know, there have been um, epidemics since the word go, you know. And I guess in a funny way, um, it's been kind of like uh, Mother Nature putting a balance check in um so there's there's always there's always a balance when a population gets out of control there's there's usually something that comes in to counter it biologically speaking you know so you know there's theories about that the, the fact that it's probably a biological response in that way so my team was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's that, but don't worry about it. It's fine, but just don't worry about that stuff. So then I started asking, okay, so sure. Um, so what is our role in this whole thing? I mean, why, why is this happening now? And they kept saying, well, why not? It's a perfect opportunity. It's a perfect opportunity for us to to grow and then they started saying well actually you know what because there has been ascension um, gates opening and there's more frequencies coming down to mother earth and we are now experiencing a shift in human consciousness um, there is a there's a very interesting evolutionary role that this is having spiritually with us in that it's shifting consciousness. And if you look at the consciousness of humanity over the last two years, right? We've had to deal with isolation. We've had to deal with uh, communication different ways of communicating, different ways of experiencing um, our community. You know, what is our community? What's our heart space? You know, our forest shrank radically, you know, when we were in isolation, right? We had to deal with what was happening right here. So there was a lot of introspection there was a lot of, of going inward and looking at who we are and what we're doing. And a lot of people innovated. Um, a lot of people learned how to bake sourdough, you know? So that, that for me is a huge thing, right? So there was an adapting. There was an idea that, that we need to evolve somehow. So a lot of people upskilled, they, did courses. Um, so 
a lot of people also became depressed and withdrew and became recluses. So there was a there was a shrinking too, but that also had a very interesting role for them, in that they had to focus on themselves, focus on on everything that had happened to them. A lot of them became hyper aware, hyper aware of themselves. They became aware of of their biology. So the biological response, you know, what's happening? My heart rate. Um, headaches, cold, flu, oh my God, this is happening, this is happening, we need to wash our hands. A lot of people had to, uh, then went to study the biology of all of this. But the biggest thing that's happened, I think, is the evolution of the fear process. <laughs> so, um, what was going to be a process where people transcended the fear became uh, a place where people were trapped and panicked in it. Um, kind of like getting stuck underwater in a plastic bag and can't get out, you know? Um, so one of two things have got to happen then. Either you break free, you do everything that you can to break free however you can, or you succumb to that and you drown. And so a lot of people ended up um, creating all of these weird and wonderful theories and started the whole craze of like, all the conspiracy theories that started coming out. Um, you know, it was the height of um, American politics and global politics, but then became infused with the fear base around all of the stuff around the vaccines, you know, all of that weird shit around the spike protein. Um, you know, there was a lot of weird stuff about um, you know, how to deal with this thing, all of these pseudo cures and um, people researching themselves to a sand standstill and then being completely flooded with this over abundant amount of information. Too much, too much, you know? So kind of where they're torn out of the bag and started crawling out of it, it kind of became disorientated and put themselves back in the bag somehow <laughs> and then panicked in that bag again, because it's like, you know, there's too much stuff, you know, who knows what to believe anymore, do you know? Um, so there, there's been this shift in the confusion of the species. There's been a shift in um, the way we relate to ourselves and there's been an increase in suspicion and um, blaming and persecuting and all of this stuff, all of the stuff that we've been dealing with on an emotional level personally has now become dominant in the public space. So we've all started 
dealing with um, other people's stuff, you know, so that the political view is other people's stuff, like you said earlier, you know. Um, so we've had to really navigate quite carefully. So my team have just been saying to me, just be careful. Just be careful about what you hear, what you see. You know? What you expose yourself in a sense. Yeah, not, same not like, everything. Same like um, the, those guidelines that we've been given about social distancing. <laughs> it's like, take care, social distance yourself, take care about what you expose yourself to through the media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, um, everybody has an opinion. Mm. And, you know, it, it's difficult to navigate through the stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and maintain your own integrity. And maintain your own integrity, exactly, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, very, it's a very tricky, fine line. So my team have just been saying to me look focus on what's going on for you focus on just being the peace mm. and and holding space for for the sacredness of all life and don't worry and get caught up in um all the science and the pseudoscience and all of that and the conspiracy around it it's irrelevant yeah relevant who created what and did what with who and where and why yeah actually the fact is it's happening right now the fact is that we have to navigate through it however that is you know so the only way that we're going to be able to do that is with a sense of peace and calm because when you're peaceful and calm and collected you're able to discern actually what feels true for you you know what does your heart say about stuff yeah. go with what your heart says not necessarily what your head or your gut say either you know yeah because those things can lie to you too <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, two things. The one thing is, I keep being reminded, you know, this guide to the galaxy, rule number one. Don't <laughs> keep being reminded. <laughs> In fact, the book is lying on our dining room table, <laughs> you know. And, and, and the other thing that's interesting that my team said to me a little while ago, or showed me, I, I was given this experience. Um, and in the experience, I, I experienced becoming totally polarized with my partner, 100% polarized, absolute. And what I experienced through that was the possibility of, and for the first time, real 100% union, you know, 
So like, and I, I think maybe that's also what's going on now is we are, we are polarizing fully. You know, this is a place yeah. where we, they say that um, this is a planet of duality. It's, this is the primary study here in, in physicality is duality. And, um, and, and, and in order to fully uni unify without having like, you know, where, where you're not too whole, because for pure polarization, there, there has to be wholeness. You know, right. so exactly. so then and and then in society it appears to me that there's a, a radical polarization happening. You know, um, so it's like I guess we've got the opportunity to choose how to be whole. You know, to to realize that we are becoming whole as individuals yeah. and and i mean i think we've always been on a mission to do that like you know but now this 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 um to realize also that we are in a polarized reality and that unity only happens from it happens from pure polarization when you've got pure polarization and and those two parts, it's like the opposite ends, like a positive end of a magnet and a negative end of a magnet. They come together, they unify. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's an interesting thing. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. thing happening now. Another thing, another thing that um, I'm being reminded of now, like. Busy whispering in my ear. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, while you were talking, there was there was the the polarizing um, that you were talking about, and there's the sense of the ominous day. The ominous day. Yeah. So they are, okay. um, you know, they are the enemy. They there's this invisible enemy out there that is. And I see it all the time on social media. I see a, a lot of um, posts that from spiritual groups, you know, yeah. talking about this mysterious they. You know, they have created something to, um, I don't know, um, to divide us and keep us back from our um, from our true selves and and all of this stuff that is spiritual bypassing mm. you know mm. so the, the ominous they um it's not really they it's us <laughs> and it's the it's the center of a lot of these conspiracy theories you know, and a lot of the sphere. And it's not the outside people that we need to worry about. You know, it's not this nefarious underbelly that is um, trying to kill us all and to wipe everything out so that the world starts again clean. And it's not one of those um, fantastical sci fi movies that you see. You know, that's not it. 
this is a real spiritual battle of us battening to find peace through our own war, through our own division. <laughs> so we are divided. Mm-hmm. We um, have those two halves that we need to reunite, to unify. So we need to move, and I guess our trajectory and our mission is to move beyond the duality of this world into a oneness where we take that duality and we we see the whole of it so it's two sides of the same coin so we don't see the two sides we see the coin you know so we become the coin not one or other of the sides yeah it's kind of yeah. like um relaxing a bit yeah because it's okay so it means i have i i am asked to accept all of myself so that i can be one being yeah and love and that's, all of that's myself it. and be compassionate with all of myself and yeah that is it and and from a from an evolution point of view um from a spiritual evolution point of view um that is our mission you know um so a lot of what my my team are helping me with um is to see that we are creators in training mm-hmm. and that we need to move and we need to transcend beyond all of this duality before beyond all of this fear and all of those things and we need to be able to get to a point where um we learn and we learn and we learn and we learn and get to a point where we can merge with the creator on the other side of the veil and give back what we've experienced so we by going through the veil we become one with chaos and we become destroyed we become um millions of parts of one whole so the veil works um the veil of the universe you know um it works one way um so if you go from from us up through to the to what on the other side the unknowable um the the void the darkness or whatever it is you know that's on the other side of that veil the other part of the envelope um we go through the destruction process because it's the opposite of the creative side which is the when the emanations come down to us so at some point once we've received all of the emanations we have to give all of those emanations back right so we're going to have to go through the destructive process and we're going to have to at some point be completely destroyed to merge with whatever it is on the other side so that we become part of whatever that is 
that thing. So, you know, then you've got this whole thing about whether the Buddhists are right and whether you can actually sidestep that and not go through that process. Whether the Toltecs were right and whether you can uh, avoid the eagle, you know. So all of these things, I mean, that is, that is ultimately our destiny to face that. So when you look at that, that big picture, and you look at what we're dealing with now, what we're dealing with now is small fry compared to that. Yeah. You know, so my team keeps saying to me, don't worry about it. That's why they say, don't worry about it. It's not important. Get your stuff together, get yourself in order, because this is what you are really wanting to experience. And this is what you are wanting to help people with. So, you know, get on it. <laughs> Don't worry about this stuff, it's not important. Mm. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, get good at what you're doing, at what you want to be good at. <laughs> yeah. Practice, practice, and enjoy it. Yeah. Practice what you love. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you do that, your vibration goes up. And when you when your vibrations have reached a point, um, then you evolve into something else. And you evolve into something else, and then you evolve into something else. And after many lifetimes, you evolve into something else. So the whole aim of the game is to evolve into something else, something more beautiful. So evolve into something more beautiful. You know, become a butterfly. And then whatever the butterfly becomes after the, he becomes a butterfly, be that. Until you need to be something else. You know, so kind of makes it all very simple <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, Boma, we're together. <laughs> Bukai. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I think yeah. that we're done. Is there anything else that um, you want to put into this this conversation now before we say cheers for now? I think no, I think that's I think that's a good note to leave on. Mm. Um, just be the butterfly until you need to be something else. <laughs> you know? And just be peace. Be the compassion. Be the compassion of peace. Because that's how we change the world, man. Yeah, Absolutely. for ourselves first and then it's easier to be for everyone else compassionate exactly yeah exactly that is the lesson i think that's it you've got it exactly that that's the lesson that we've been that we're all being taught here yeah yeah it's, um like fierce compassion fierce gentleness <laughs> <laughs> this is the the, the kind of a, a, a different expression of warrior energy.
to be a fiercely yeah. compassionate and fiercely gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Gracias. Namaste. Yeah, it's okay. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you so much, um, Robert and Kulu Gentle Rain for joining us again today in the crowning series conversations it's always such a pleasure to talk with you yeah thank you likewise you always bring up very interesting questions mm -hmm. beautiful <laughs>